Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, what a wonderful week of football it was this week. We had some uh, some nasty stuff going on down there in Detroit land, and we had some real ugly stuff happen at home here at uh, at the Arizona Cardinals here in Arizona, where we had the Pittsburgh Steelers come in and just wreck shop here. Man, what a fantastic day of football. But we would like to start off here today with this. The Redskins, Hightower, tore, may have torn his ACL and may be out for the rest of the year. That is uh, alarming news because uh, the impact of that is uh, felt much deeper because they may be losing their other receiver as well. So that could really impact that team uh, in a real, real big way. And, uh, you know, this, uh, this, they're already sputtering and, uh, you know, this, this, uh, just really adds to the, uh, to the, uh, the complexity of trying to get that offense rolling there in risking land. I, that just, uh, I can't believe Moss may be out as well for five to seven weeks, and uh, the Skins are in trouble now uh, for for falling down into that NFC East. The beast of the East is tough crawling up out of there, boy, because once the Cowboys and Giants get a hold of them leads and they're not going to let go, come Thanksgiving time, they're going to start kicking some dust around here. So it's going to be tough on them from here on out. So Red Skins are going to have to lick your wounds and get ready to – to try to make a hee-ho of this thing and uh, get it going. We have the Falcons, and uh, the Falcons uh, had a gripe with Sue and Avril. Avril and Sue apparently was uh, jaw-jacking and yik-yakking with the quarterback, Ryan, up there in Atlanta, and that poses a problem because, you know, the guy hurt his ankle. Now, it turns out today, after further review, it turned out that this uh, the offensive tackle stepped his own offensive tackle stepped on his foot. How about them dogs? Now they they're calling us uh, Sue and Avril uh, 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 
dirty players because they they say they were taunting them, taunting the quarterback after he was hurt and flailing on the ground. But uh, <clears throat> whether they were or not, that's uh, still some bad sportsmanship uh, on Sue's part if they were. Uh, but uh, neither here or there. They did not do it to him. It was uh, after further review of watching the tape. It was his own left tackle that stepped on the quarterback's uh, uh, stepped on the quarterback's ankle. So, oh boy, I guess uh, everybody has to kiss and make up now and uh, make nice uh, up there in the hot Atlanta land. So, all right, guys, let's uh, let's cut that out. And you know what happened. You know what happened last week with them two coaches out there trying to scrappy-do like they're MMA out here and uh, out there in uh, Motor City. Uh, we're talking about them two, Jim Swartz and Jim Harbaugh, want to get down like Charlie Brown. They got to cut that out and show better sportsmanship for both their team, their fans, and those little kids that look up to these guys out there on that field. They got to cut it out. All right, we got a veteran stealer, defensive end Smith, is to have neck surgery, and anytime they're cutting up in the head or neck region, up near those uh, all those nerve endings coming from your your spinal cord, you know there's a there's a major problem. So I'm not sure, but I think he should be able to come back and play some football. But uh, I would have some second thoughts going out there myself personally. You cutting my neck open, oh my goodness, we got some problems. We got some problems going in, going in on the neck region of, uh, of, uh, of the neck and, uh, me coming back and playing some ball. So that's, that's gonna be a problem. So, um, Aaron Smith is to have neck surgery and, uh, and he's putting the career of the longtime Steve, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in in doubt. So, He's 35 years old and and uh, and the reserve, so it, this may be it for him. And uh, um, hopefully, he can go on and live live a productive life because there is a life after football, and a young man has got to realize that. And uh, me being uh, 19 years his his elders, he <laughs> he may want to take notice of that. Uh, so, all right, let's push on. Oh, we got the Bengals uh, have okay Pac-Man to come back uh, after this past bye week. So Pac-Man, I thought everybody was done with Pac-Man, but I guess it's going bad enough this, uh, nowadays in in Cincinnati land that it's time to bring out the Pac-Man. And apparently they want to see what he can do and what he got left in the tank. Apparently, because uh, they're bringing out the Pac-Man out there in Cincy Land, huh? That's unbelievable. I didn't think. I thought he was done after his last uh, run-in with the law. Uh, had no idea that Pac-Man was still out there beating the bushes to see if anybody would take him for one more ride and see if he can muster up something to give back to these ball clubs and, and revitalize his youthful legs that he once had and all that talent to, to tap into that for one more time for him to get back out there. That would be great if he's able to do it, but it's uh, yet to be seen because Pac-Man has, uh, you know, he, he left here 
the NFL under uh, great scrutiny of, 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 of course, making it rain with all that money down in Vegas, and somebody ended up getting hurt, uh, uh, maimed, and uh, I believe someone, someone was uh, actually killed during the mayhem down there, but... Uh, he is obviously coming back. So here we go, Pac-Man. Let's give it a number, one more whirl, see what you can do. The Bengals are 4-2, and they could activate him at any time during the next three weeks. He's hoping to be back on the 53-man roster Sunday for a game at Seattle, Cincinnati's first coming off a bye week. And I would think they uh, know I'm uh, I'm ready, he replies. Jones said, for the most part, I feel good. I hope they feel the same way about me. <laughs> oh, boy. They uh, they also, uh, running back Cedric Benson is suspended for the game in Seattle. So uh, they're going to need all the help they can get down there in Cincinnati uh, going against the Seahawks. The Seahawks is just not going to lay down for them. And, um <clears throat> Boy, this is going to be interesting as this story develops. All right, let's move along to the Tebow down there in Denver. Tebow brought him back from a uh, a comeback behind wind and uh, pulled it out. How about that? Tebow has helped out the Broncos get this thing together. I am uh, so pleased to say that because I am a Tebow uh, fan, and I'd like to see the man get his shot at starting quarterback because there's a whole bunch of folks that don't think he can get it done. Just like they said, Cam Newton, he was uh, dumber than a box of rocks, and uh, he's out there putting up numbers. Now everybody want to jump on the man's bandwagon. Now here you got Tebow. Tebow hasn't even been given a chance in the NFL to even start as a quarterback, and now he's in there. He's making it happen. He's doing the best he can with what he got. He don't have much to uh, he don't have much to work with, but he's uh, he's trying to make it happen with both his legs and his arms. And uh, I think the man got enough heart to get it done because this guy is, has a body of a an NFL linebacker. Um, but he has the smarts and intelligence of a quarterback, and uh, he has those soft hands as well as a like a tight end or a wide receiver. So this young man is a talent, and uh, once they realize and embrace him down in Denver, the better. And uh, I'll be glad when they do. But for now, they don't have any choice in the matter. This young man is coming. He has come in and uh, really taken over. So, Tebow overcame lots of ragged moments by throwing two touchdown passes in the final two minutes and 44 seconds of regulation to help the Broncos beat the winless Dolphins in overtime at 18 to 15. And uh, Tebow started for the uh, for the bench. Kyle Orton and through much of the game, the Broncos sputtered. Tebow was sacked seven times times as he struggled to identify the blitzes and several throws landed nowhere near a receiver. So, you know, uh, Tebow, like I said, you know, Tebow, he's got to get it together. One day uh, he will, uh, but he's not going to get any better sitting over there on that bench. The more he plays, the better he's going to get, I believe. So, leave the cat alone. Let him get get his uh, let him get his uh, feet wet, and uh, continue to play. And as he plays, he will get better. So, leave the man alone. Come on, man. <laughs> all, all right. 
Well, we're going to take a tic-tac and bring it right back, and we're going to talk about some highlights and scores from around the NFL. So hang in there, baby. flagship station for sports voice america sports this is it sports is an engaging talk program that includes you the experts and sports all moderated by coach carl hargrave we'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world collegiate and professional take a look at youth-oriented sports athletic development and sportsmanship faith and where it has its place in sports along with a lively discussion with coach carl every week Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 p.m. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show welcome back from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. wow we want to go through these uh Scores and highlights of, of the around the NFL. Ticket around the horn. Okay, we have the Seahawks and Browns. Uh, it was a low-scoring game with the Browns uh, edging out the Seahawks six to three. Two field goals was enough to lift the Browns to a, uh, a victory over the Seahawks. And man, um, what a lackluster game here it was a, a defensive struggle. Um, <clears throat> Throughout, so just uh, just playing right in the middle of the field and just playing uh, just a knockout drag out, six to three win for the Browns beating the Seahawks. All right, we have the Falcons over the Lions, and we spoke about uh, Sue and Avril uh, saying uh, that they were throwing some dirt on on um, uh, Matt Ryan uh, there in uh, in the Atlanta land. Come on, man. <laughs> 
But as it, it turned out, his own tackle stepped on him. So you got the Falcons came out with the win and uh, 23-16, and the, the, the Falcons held on as the Lions lose two straight, and that's a tough loss for the Lions. But uh, uh, And uh, they also had a, a squirmish out down there in the end zone uh, coming out of the tunnel. So that's a, a problem, uh, a, a structural problem that they need to work out there in, in, in Detroit land because when both of them coming out the t- at the tunnel at the same time, there's a problem. So uh, you gotta you, you got to stagger those teams coming out of that tunnel or you have to have them come out at, diff- at different angles or uh, uh, different areas of the field. You just don't have them come out the same tunnel because it's going to cause some problems. All right, let's move. <laughs> as you can see, my goodness, boy, they have a whole lot of problems down there. And see, that's that's what happened last week when they had San Francisco going into the same tunnel. And they have to identify that problem with going into that same tunnel after a heated game and tempers are still flaring and you got a beef with somebody that you just finished playing with and you still hot under the collar and you full of this emotions. Hey, you got to separate the two by going in a different tunnel or, or different times. All right, you have the Texans beat the Titans down 41 to 7. Texas punished, Texans punished the Titans to regain the AFC South lead and boy, did he do it in fine fashion. You got Foster, 25 carries for 115 yards and Shobbs, uh, uh, he, he passed 18 of 23 for 296 yards and two TDs. And boy, uh, Foster had a receptions of, uh, five receptions for 119 yards and one TD as well. Man, what a night that young man had. Foster, boy, that's, <laughs> That's easily over 300 yards of rushing. Uh, I mean, uh, 300, uh, close to 400 yards of uh, offense by the man. Good Lord. By himself. All right. All right, let's move on to the Broncos over the Dolphins. We talked about Tebow coming out, and he didn't, he didn't put up the numbers as I anticipated, but uh, 13 of 27, 461 yards, and... And, uh, you know, he had some, he had a little help from, from, uh, McGehee, 18 rushes for 76 yards, and, and, uh, there you have it, an 18-15 win. In the overtime, he pulled it out, Tebow, down in Denver. How about that? All right, the Chargers lose to the Jets, 27-21, and Plexico, three TDs in the second half, and the D lift the Jets over the Chargers, 27-21. The Jets uh, lift their records to 4-3, and, uh, of course, 4-0 and at home. They, boy, they keep winning at home. They're going to do just fine. They're going to have to steal a couple of them on the road, though, to get, to get by in this league. All right. You have the Bears edges out the Buccaneers down in London. Man, it was a tough game to watch because they was beating down that quarterback. <laughs> Something terrible, I tell you. 
Freeman Freeman had a lot of hits. He was hit often, and you also had Cutler. Cutler, he went 17 of 32 for 226 yards and one TD. Forte is the is the big story here with 25 carries for 145 yards. He broke them off for 145. Wow. That's a that's a nice day for Forte. They need to go ahead and pay the man. They uh they've been uh, putting that guy off for a while now to see his production. I think he just reached a hundred a uh, thousand yard marker for the uh again this year. So he and it's only the seventh game of the season. He's got a chance to get a thousand yards. So we're gonna see how I check his meter towards the end of the season. Hopefully he stay healthy. We have the Panthers beat the Redskins 33 to 20. You have, uh, Newton finally gets himself a win on this team because he's been carrying his ball club and he's got some help with Smith helping him out with seven receptions for 143 yards. What a nice night he had. And then, of course, on the other side of the ball, you have Beck, uh, had 22 or 37 for 279 yards and one TD. And, uh, you know, this, that, uh, two wasn't, wasn't enough to get by Newton. Of course, he, he's running the ball as well. All right, we had the Chiefs. The Chiefs just stomped down the Raiders 28 to 0. And, uh, man, what a, what a night that Palmer had. He, I think I think he threw uh, three, maybe four interceptions, and it was just it was just a horrendous game. He put of output for Palmer to come back, uh, traded of course to the Cincinnati Bengals for a number one draft pick and a conditional one for the following year of 2013. Man, tough night for the Raiders. All right, we had the Cardinals got beat by the Steelers, 32 to 20. That score does not indicate how bad they were beaten, and uh, it's <laughs> that was a beatdown they gave uh, the Cardinals there. And uh, Big Ben, uh, Steelers hand the Cardinals their fifth loss in a row, and boy, they're soul searching down there and here in Arizona. So they better get it together and get it together quick, boy. Somebody gonna be in the hot seat. Rams lose to the Cowboys, 34-7. to Nothing else to be said. Murray uh, shatters records as Cowboys bury the Rams. Um, Murray, he, he carried 25 times for 253 yards and one TD. The kid just uh, lit the place up. Uh, Romo didn't do much. He's just 14 of 24 for 166 yards, all on the legs of Murray, and he still has not appointed that young man as a starting, starting running back yet. There in Dallas. All right, we have the Packers beat the Vikings 33-27. The Vikings gave them a good fight at at putting up 27 points, and uh, uh, at least it, uh, Ponder must have he added some. Some oomph to that offense uh, by bringing out McNabb and put some new life into that offense, and it could be a good thing and maybe uh, time for McNabb to come off the bench and get it done that way. The Colts lose to the Saints in a 62-7 laugher, and it looks like the Colts are just that showed the body language of being defeated. I mean, after the first or second touchdown, they all – they all showed the body language of just being deflated and defeated 
and uh, just outdone. And that's a shame it, that the body language of the coach, your your team leaders are just showing that uh, on the sideline, and nobody's standing up to want to stand there and fight. It's uh, it's disgraceful, and then you can't put all that on Peyton Manning because he's just one guy on the offensive side of the ball, and that's a shame. They ought to uh, somebody ought to uh, take some leadership on that ball club and 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 right that ship and get it right in a hurry. All right, we know the uh, the Panthers are learning how to win and learning how to win fast, and uh, they, of course, yeah, they beat the Redskins. And <clears throat> studs and duds. Our studs this week was, has to be Mr. Foster from the Texans. He put up 25, 25 rushes for 115 yards. And then, of course, Forte, 25 of 144. And then uh, Murray gets the number one for me at uh, 25 rushes for 253 yards for them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? And some duds we had here was Chris Johnson just got paid all that money. He put up uh, 10 rushes for 18 yards, and Carson Palmer got picked off three times. I think a couple of them was for uh, pick six. And then Josh Freeman threw uh, four picks for the Buccaneers. And then Whitehorse was 12 or 30 for 92 yards passing. And then my all-time uh, dud for this week was Benny Wells. Benny Wells looked like a world beater for the first quarter. Then uh, towards the end of the second half, he he went down with an injury. That that hurt the ball club. When he went down, the club went down, and uh, he took him down with him. So he's going to have to find a way to stay healthy and keep this ball club on the winning track. All right. That's enough said about the studs and the duds. Don't want to hurt nobody's feelings around here. All right. We have college football coming up next. Want to take a pause for the cause and, and take a tic-tac and bring it right back after these messages. flagship station for sports voice america sports sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This foot is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here. Hey, you know, we uh, are moving on to some uh, collegiate football talk here. I got the uh, LSU Tigers uh, back at the top of the polls, and uh, I tell you, man, these uh, these Tigers, they, they, they are for real. But you never know in that SEC because you got uh, you got Alabama down there. You <laughs> you got a whole lot of folks down there that uh, that play some real good football, including Arkansas. So, all right, let's uh, talk about uh, LSU um, at number one right now, and uh, of course they beat uh, Auburn. Uh, 45 to 10, and they got Alabama coming up, and, uh, it's gonna be, it's, uh, they don't have an easy road, uh, they don't have an easy road, and that's why they're ranked number one. They playing the number one team, playing the number two team, is having a showdown this, uh, this next week, and then it's going, that's gonna be a barn burning. And then at number three, we have the Oklahoma State Cowboys, uh, of course they beat Missouri forty-five to twenty-four. They they have to run into Baylor uh, this week, and uh, that's going to be a tough one down there in Baylor. All in time, you got to play one of them Texas teams. They don't just lay down. You got to get down. And then, of course, you got number four uh, Stanford uh, beat. Washington 65 to 21 and this Andrew Luck is for real. The kid could just flat out throw. He passed for uh, uh what did he do this past week? Good lord. This kid just keep coming. Um he had two TDs for 169 yards and uh you know, he <laughs> He did his thing, you know. Apparently, they must have put some other kids in, let them have a little, have a little, little PT. They call play playing time down there in Stanford, California, and uh, uh, good 
good for him. I mean, they got to they got to face off with the USC Trojans this week, and that's not going to be an easy task with them getting coming into the 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 top twenty now and down at down at the bottom near the bottom. Uh, USC is ranked number twenty now in the AP, and that's uh, that's not sitting well with them, but because they want to get after the Stanford and see what they can do. Okay, we have Boise State beats Air Force 37 to 26 and they just keep putting the numbers up and uh I tell you that uh, that Moore is uh he's constantly putting up big numbers and uh he is going to be something to rank uh, to reckon with here uh with them getting in the top 5 they are vying to get into that that 2 or 3 spot cuz they keep on getting better and you got Clemson at number six is facing off with Georgia Tech next week. And of course, they beat University of North Carolina 59-38. And nowhere, no matter how you cut it, boy, they playing some good football down in the South, down there in Clemson. Then, of course, you cannot leave out Oregon. Them Oregon Ducks is coming in here to play Washington State, uh, the Washington State Cougars next week, this week, and, uh, this past week they, uh, they, they beat Oregon, uh, Oregon beat Colorado 45 to 2. And, uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't put up too much of a fight. But anytime you play in Oregon, you better have your oxygen mask ready to go because they are running a play, another play at every six to seven seconds. They're running another play. So you better fix your mouth and get ready and get you some oxygen because they're bringing it back to the, back to the line and running another play. All right, you got Arkansas at number nine. They played Ole Miss. They barely beat Mississippi, uh, 29 to 24. They got Vanderbilt next weekend. They got their work cut out for them because Vanderbilt just not going to lay down for them at all. And we got Michigan State. Michigan State beat Wisconsin on a Hail Mary pass at the end of the game. How about that? This young kid, uh, uh, cousins, uh, I believe, uh, just, uh, wait, what, what is this kid's name? This kid is just through a Hail Mary and got the win for Michigan State Spartans. And I don't know if we're going to see Sparky. <laughs> Sparky going to be in the, in the, in the big show for the BCS, but boy, I tell you, uh, he's really helping cousins out when he put the, he put, put that, uh, put that up in the air for the Hail Mary. And the last time I seen something like that, that was back in the Flutie days when I came out in 84. Man, what a fantastic game that was to see. I tell you, now they're going to be facing off with Nebraska and they got their hands full down there in Lincoln because, boy, it's going to be nasty up there in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Ooh-wee. Kansas State rounds off the number 10 spot. And then you got Oklahoma uh, has dropped to number 11. Wisconsin has dropped to number 12. Nebraska is 13. With South Carolina bringing up that uh, at 14. Virginia Tech at 15. 
Texas A&M at 16, Michigan at 17, and 18 is Houston. Texas Tech is at 19 with USC, Trojans at 20, Penn State, Georgia, Arizona State, Cincinnati, West Virginia rounds off the top 25. Man, that's uh, that's a shakeup in the in the in the AP polls and uh, as well as the BCS standings. Uh, it's a big shakeup there. So you know this is going to be uh, interesting as we continue on this uh, this route into the, the into the last month of of college football season, and then of course we go bowling after that and coming come December we start going bowling when we're talking about those conference championship games and we're talking about going to the bowl games so eventually we'll get a playoff system around here soon because boy we got people to start to rocking and rolling with this with the yik yakking and jaw jacking about getting some of this playoff system and bringing more revenue to the universities all right, that I want to talk more about that Michigan State Hail Mary pass. That was a highlight uh, that takes you back to the Doug Flutie days when he threw that Hail Mary back in '84, Boston College. Man, that was a fantastic throw. You know, uh, a fantastic win for them, uh, for for the Spartans. All right, UCLA coach is in is in the hot seat. Man, it's uh, it's too bad that. Uh, it has to come to this, but man, if it, they better get somebody in there and uh, that's going to be able to right the ship there in Los Angeles because they're not going to put up with it. And I, I just feel, I feel for the man. He's got, uh, he's taken a beating down there in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, playing the Arizona Wildcats on a Thursday night, and. Um, Wound up getting beat, and uh, Coach Rick Neuheiser going to have some problems uh, 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 to come. So if he doesn't get this ship uh, right, this ship uh, quick and in a hurry because it's uh, it's going to be tough. You know, he lost this game forty-eight to twenty to forty-eight to twelve down there in Tucson, and uh, they are ranked and. At the bottom of everything, I'm just looking at their points against them. They're ranked overall 108 and and points for 86 overall and rushing yards. They're 47, so they rushing 172 points a game and passing yards is 211. They uh, 211 yards a game with ranked at 82nd. Um, you know they got. Uh, they got a few more games left ahead of them. They got Cal, they got uh, ASU, Utah, and Colorado, and finishing off the season with USC down at the Coliseum, and that's gonna that's gonna gonna be a that's not gonna be a pleasant one there uh, uh, after Turkey Day. Uh, <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, I just feel for Rick Neuheiser here in uh, Southern Cal. They're three and four, two and two, Pac-10. And um, you know they're at the they're at the bottom of the cellar here, uh, near the bottom of the cellar here in the Pac-10, uh, the Pac-12 South. So that's the the roundup with the UCLA. And now I want to go and see what's going on with the Heisman watch. And you know, I head and shoulders, uh, you know, hands down is Andrew Luck right now. And 
uh, there's nobody even close to to Andrew Luck uh, of getting that Heisman, and uh, and they want to put uh, just for keepsakes. They're trying to keep Russell Wilson is uh, putting up some decent numbers, but uh, man, he is nowhere near the ballpark of Andrew Luck and showing the savvy that this young man has and and uh he's doing a phenomenal job with uh with his numbers and uh, I don't think uh Andrew Luck is is uh is uh, has nothing to worry about but uh you know you do the numbers in comparison uh, you have Russell Wilson is uh, he's getting he's getting close he's getting close with some numbers uh, as uh, Andrew Luck is seventy six seventy six point two percent his his well let's let's just say his uh, his ratio is one seventy one seventy five point two and uh, uh, we have. Uh, we have Russell Wilson is at 168.2, and that was just for that this past week. Overall, uh, you have Andrew Luck is 180, and uh, Russell Wilson is 204.9. So, it's a little, uh, just a little slight comparison there uh, with those two. But uh, Andrew Luck looks like a real polished quarterback, uh, both uh, physically and. Uh, and cerebral as well. So this young man is uh, is going to definitely take the Heisman in 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 my poll. I'm giving up the Heisman to Andrew Luck right now. If he if it was given out today, he would be my guy. So I want that to go on record. That put that on record right now. That's my guy. I got it. All right. Cowboys are still not ready to give the. The starting uh, position to my man, Mr. Murray, that uh, just ran for all them yards. And, you know, why not? You got some guys out there hurt, not feeling well, not healthy. And, of course, that's this is that time of the year. Nobody is completely healthy. And, uh, and uh, we are... Uh, you got the guy coming off a 253 yards rushing against St. Louis. The Cowboys are not ready to declare DeMarco Murray. He started for Sunday's game in Philadelphia. And uh, Jason Garrett, my old buddy from Dallas, uh, I hope he wises up and and get that young man in there. I know Felix Jones is not healthy in choice. He's been hurt with his shoulder. And, uh, well, you know, this guy is uh, – it looks like he's more than ready. All right, we want to take a tic-tac and bring it right back, and we're going to wind this thing up and uh, talk about some of this Monday night football coming up. We're going to bring it right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and, uh, we want to come back here and talk about these Oakland Raiders. They had a uh, awful outing by by their quarterback and uh, and by Carson Palmer has decided to take this week and and, and keep the entire offense here so they can work on. Uh, Work on their entire offense by bringing Palmer in here and, and working these guys out and on a daily basis. Even though it's their off week, they want to get better. And this is a, this is a consummate pro that I, I expect out of Palmer. He's he's back in California. He loves California and uh, uh, he's embracing this. Uh, of course, uh, at the at the. Uh, 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 at the expense of their rest of his teammates, they've been here since training camp, and uh, you know, of course, uh, they're willing to do what it takes because you know uh, of the passing of of uh, Al Davis. It's a win, baby, win, just win, baby. So I understand that uh, Derek Hayden and and uh, the guys want to get this thing done with uh, Jacob. Jacoby Ford and Darren McFadden, all these skilled guys they need to work with uh, with uh, Carson Palmer and get this thing done. And uh, he, I guess, he really saw that he's uh, he has definitely uh, got to knock off some rust off himself because he spent the entire offense away in uh, uh, in California while uh, not going back to Cincinnati and working out with the guys because he demanded to be traded from the Cincinnati Bengals, and, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals are not suffering from this. They, uh, they felt it was, it was okay to do this move now, that they're doing very well 
during the course of the season. So, all right, Carson Palmer, I see you want to get it done, big fella. I, I like how you got this uh, this constant import, uh, professionalism that you're showing for, for yourself, your teammates, and and uh, of course for the people down there in uh, in Raiderland, because uh, they love them some Raiders down there, and man, they all they want to do is have a winner there, and I'm sure you're going to bring them some some memorable wins to come in the future here. So. Uh, hats off to you, big guy. Get it done, and uh, get them get them guys ready to rock and roll. Cause I tell you, they, you, you sure need it, brother. You you got to get it done. All right, my um, my NFC uh, Player of the Week uh, offensively, I'm going to have to go uh, with Moray uh, Moray out of the, the Dallas Cowboys running back. This young man has put up some uh, some some really good numbers, and I'm I'm happy to say that he is uh, has uh, done an awful good job of putting up these numbers this past week, and uh, I hope they wise up and get that man get that man <laughs> in the starting lineup. Uh, no knock against Choice and and Felix Jones, but this man is shown to be a beast to bring down, so wise up over there. All right. Uh, defensively, I'm, uh, uh, I'm looking at, uh, man, the Patriots' anger has uh, 80 tackles on the season. I'm, you know, I, I'm going to have to go. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's a tough, tough, tough decision to call an NFC Player of the Week. And it's just so many good players that uh, that uh, that put up the numbers this week, and it's it's just so hard to do that every week, week in and week out. And so I'm going to have to stay neutral with that that one, and uh, I'm going to have to take it back to the AFC and see what they got offensively, because. <clears throat> We know it's not. All, we know it's not going to be Palmer because he didn't put up the numbers this week at all. Not at all. So we got to look and see who put up the numbers in the AFC offensively to get the nod. You know, did Wes Walker put up the numbers for the Patriots? You know, Wes Walker, he's got 51 care, uh, receptions for 785 yards and 60 Ds. This young man is putting up the numbers this year with, with of course, with his quarterback who's throwing the ball. Uh, you, <laughs> you, that quarterback throwing the ball, you, you're going to get some balls your way. I'm wondering what's going on with T, uh, uh, Ocho Cinco down there. Can he, has he caught on to the offense yet? Is he ever going to catch on? Somebody please to dial him in because I know he's one heck of a specimen, but you got to work with that brain and get that brain right and uh, understand your role on the team and know your plays. If you don't know that, you got a problem. So that's, that's, the, that's the thing down in Cincinnati. Now, tonight we have the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Baltimore Ravens tonight. It's going to be uh, kicking off here shortly. Oh, my goodness, it's on. And we got the score 0-0 zero to zero as the game is in progress. And... Uh, I'm taking the Ravens uh with this ball uh with this ball game of course 
the Ravens is a defensive squad that is trying to put together an offense with uh, Kyle Bowler and uh, Anquan Bolden out there uh, at the receiver spot. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting game, but I don't see much of a threat with the with the Jaguars. I'm not sure what they bring into the table. Haven't seen much of the Jaguars this year or their roster. So it's uh, uh let's see. Now one of their offensive threats is uh, Maurice Jones. True, uh, he he does a decent job with uh, with uh, rushing the ball. And then um, Mike Thomas at, at the receiver spot, and at the other one is Jason Hill. So, you know they, they're both uh, they're both doing okay. But Blaine Gabbert, uh, you know he's uh, he's doing okay. He's not doing enough to win. So that's why their their record is uh, their record right now is not uh, up to par. So they're going to have to get this uh, get that offense going if they want to beat. The Baltimore Ravens tonight. They better get it together. You better get that ball to uh, to Mr. Drew out there and have him pounded in between them tackles. If you're able to get past them bad linebackers out there with the Ravens, because boy, they bring the heat, and I mean they bring it. They're not playing. There's some grown men out there playing that uh, playing out there with the Ravens. And so them fellas out there is bringing the heat, and I love it, love it, love it when you got a team like that playing hard nose, grind it out, snot knocking bubbles, bubble your snot football. There's nothing like it. I enjoy it. This game is in action right now, and the score is 0-0, and there's no updates to show you right now. I'm just trying to see if anything's going to occur with them right now, and I don't see anything that's uh, popped off. The Jaguars is 1-5 this season, and um, right now it's second and 10 at the Baltimore 32, and I believe it's just uh, 12 minutes and 14 seconds into the fourth, uh, first quarter. So, no, nothing really, nothing really jumping off right now on this kickoff with the Monday night game with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Baltimore Ravens. When they scheduled this game, they had no idea the Jaguars would be one and five and the Ravens would be four and one and, uh, on a Monday night game. So they had to keep this thing live. And, and and going because you never know. That's why they play the game. You got teams like this that come out and to pull up an upset because you got a what they call what they call that game uh, um, a sleeper game. Or gotcha. That's a sleeper game. Don't go to sleep on this game. You will get. Uh, that's why we play the game because you will get snuck and they will get you. I tell you what, you have the Baltimore Ravens is going to be playing the Cardinals next week. So this would be a good night for some some players from the Cardinals to take a, to get together and watch this game together to see how they're going to match up uh, against the Baltimore Ravens next week. Because I tell you, this is a game of matchups. If you if you, if you think not, you are sadly mistaken. Because uh, this is what football is all about. All right, we're going to have some special guests next week. I want you to stay tuned from Under the Helping for Derek Kennard and come back next week and join me on the show. 
Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.